When you ask people what edge compute is, you get a range of answers. Cloud compute and DevOps with devices and sensors, with semiconductors outside the data center, including connectivity, AI, and a security strategy. It's a stew of technologies that's powering our vehicles, our buildings, our factories, and more. It's also filled with fascinating people that are passionate about their tech, their story, and their world. I'm your host, Pete Bernard, and the Edge Celsius Show makes sense of what edge compute is, who's doing it, and how it can transform your business and you. Oh, so you like listening to podcasts, huh? Well, so do a lot of people. As a matter of fact, millions of listeners are tuning into podcasts every week, and your next customer could be one of them. Did you know that podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways to advertise your product or service? And it's really easy to get started. Just go to podbean.com slash brands. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands to start boosting your business with podcast advertising today. Hey, Josh Felber here. Just wanted to welcome you to today's episode. If you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business, and you've been struggling trying to figure out different ways to grow your business, maybe you need that extra cash to buy some machinery or expand or just continue to operate your business on a growth trajectory that you guys, that you've been wanting to do, then today's guest has got some amazing insights and how you can do it, 0% interest and be able to have access to cash for your business. So you got to check out today's episode with Jack McCall, and he's going to teach you all those and how to do it. Guys, I hope you guys are loving the content on Making Bank. We try to drop amazing episodes for you every single week. So make sure you go down, like, share these videos, comment on it, and just really let us know what your thoughts are and where we can do better as well as what you loved about the show. Again, thank you for watching Making Bank. Make sure to like and share and love the show. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Excited for today's guest. He's the founder of Credit Stacking, scaled from zero business credit to over $500,000 in approved credit in just over one year, which he has used to fund a variety of new businesses and investments. He now teaches his unique framework to over 1,000 plus entrepreneurs, helping them get access to hundreds of thousands of dollars at 0% interest to start a new business, scale a business, or finance any type of investment. So I'm super excited to welcome Jack McCall to Making Bank today. Josh, what's up, man? It's so great to be here. First of all, thank you for hosting me. Thank you for all the listeners for being here. I love the name of your show, Making Bank. And really my goal on this show is to give people tangible strategies to build their credit, get access to capital so they can make even more bank in their businesses. Awesome, man. Well, excited to have you because it fits right along with what we'd like to talk about and teach people. Give us a little bit of your background, how you got started as an entrepreneur, and then why, you know, what made you like, oh man, I got to try to go start, you know, acquiring some type of credit lines or business credit and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So right now I, I'm a founder of creditstacking.com. So I'm teaching over 1500 entrepreneurs on how to get access to 0% interest capital. I'm talking about between 50 grand and $200,000 of 0% interest capital. Uh, but really I learned about business credit because I've, I've been an entrepreneur for eight years now. But when I started in business, I was bootstrapped. I didn't know how to finance my business. The only way I knew how to finance a business was using my hard-earned cash. 
which you know, for most people, for me at least, I was extremely limited. And so that's what I did on my first business. And um, on my second business, I learned how to finance a business through an equity partner. So this was cool for me because I didn't have to use my own money. They came in with the cash, et cetera, et cetera. I picked the wrong business partner. It really did not work out for me. So that was my learning lesson with an equity partner. Third business, I brought on a business loan. So in this, I brought on $50,000, but because it was a traditional business loan, I was paying interest. So it did help me scale my business, which led to a, a six-figure acquisition, but it did cost me interest. And then I learned about 0% interest business credit cards, which is 0% for nine to 18 months. And then I learned you can get access to hundreds of thousands of dollars on these business credit cards and these accounts don't report to your personal credit profile. So when you get approved for them, you can actually max these cards out. You can liquidate the credit into cash and use this money to start a business or to scale your business while keeping your personal credit score unaffected. So this completely blew my mind. It helped me bring my businesses to the next level. And I realized that if I didn't know about this as an entrepreneur for six years up until that point, there's gotta be millions of people that don't understand how to do this. Yeah, for sure. So give us a little bit of difference of a breakdown because you got your personal credit card, then you have some credit cards that rely on your personal credit, but have your business name on it. And then this other way that you mentioned, which just rely on like a business credit without affecting your personal. So kind of give us the breakdown of the difference of those. Yeah. So to get approved for business credit cards, one, you have to have a business and then you have to have strong personal credit. When you apply for a business credit card, they're going to look at your personal credit profile, which is incredibly important that it's not just a high score, but it's actually an optimized profile. So things like, you know, one, having a high score, of course, having high limits on personal credit cards, having your utilization on personal cards under 30% on each revolving account. You don't want to have too many hard inquiries. You want to have clean payment history and you want to be building relationships on the personal cards with the big banks like Chase, American Express, US Bank, and Bank of America. So for example, a lot of people will go out and get these store retail cards or go get credit cards at credit unions. But what I said is you want to be building relationships with these big banks like Chase for sure, American Express. So if you're getting the personal cards at those banks, not only are you probably getting higher limits, but you're building that relationship with a bank like Chase. So when you go and get business credit cards, you're going to get that 50K, that 60K, that 75K business card, which is 0% for 12 months. Gotcha. Okay. And then those would be business cards based on your own personal credit, or would those be like a more of a direct business credit on the business? So when you're applying for a business credit card, they're looking at a few things. They're looking at your personal credit, everything that I just talked about. They're looking at the type of business. Do you, what type of business you have? Is it consulting? Is it a trucking business, e-commerce business? They're looking at the, the type of business. Then they're going to be looking at the age of the business. Anything over two years, you're eligible for, for more funding. However, even if it's a brand new business, but you have very strong personal credit, you can still do really, really well on funding. The last thing they're looking at, actually, there's two other things they're looking at, which is the relationship you have with that bank, which again, that's why personal credit cards with the big banks makes a lot of sense because you're building that relationship. Also, you want some banks you want to have business, uh, you want to have business checking accounts at like Chase, you want a business checking mm. account at. You don't need them for all banks, but some are very relationship based. So they're looking at, at that relationship. The last thing they're looking at is actually your business credit score which is on Dun & Bradstreet or Experience Small Business. 
that's a little bit more of an advanced topic and you can actually get vendor trade lines which report to those business credit bureaus but really it's not necessary to still do really good on funding the most important thing is having strong and optimized personal credit gotcha okay so once we have our our personal relationship with whoever that might be what are some of those top institutions or places um, obviously, you mentioned Chase a few times. What are some of those other ones to really look for when applying for credit? So Chase, number one, for sure. You'll be able to get the highest limits on Chase business credit cards. American Express is also another bank you should focus on and Bank of America. Those are the three I would focus on for sure. And also when I'm talking about these business cards, which are 0% between 9 and 18 months, these you can get with no income verification, no tax returns, no documentation. All the information you're putting on the credit applications is unverified revenue or unverified personal income up to a certain threshold. So that's why it's the easiest way to raise money for your business or your short-term investments. When you talk about business loans or business lines of credit or SBA loans, they're looking at they're looking at collateral, they're looking at tax returns, they're looking at income verification. But with what I'm talking about in 0% interest business credit cards, there's no verification. Gotcha. And so let's just say we're you know on American Express, they have obviously their personal cards, then they have their business cards, but then they also have their corporate cards. So would we be looking at corporate cards over the business card? So we're steering everybody in the right direction. I would be first looking at the business cards. Business cards is, is exactly everything I've been talking about. Corporate cards are a little bit different. Sometimes you need collateral for them, but focus on the business cards. Gotcha. Okay. And then we don't, you obviously you mentioned we don't need any type of um, income verification or revenue verification for the business. How do they then determine, is it based off our personal credit score that they determine the, what, what kind of credit lines that we're getting or how does that work? Exactly. So, you know, again, the personal credit profile is the most important thing, not just a score, but they're also looking at the limits and the age of your, of your profile the payment history, the amount of inquiries you have. So one thing I will say on how to really optimize your personal credit profile is, you know, if you have any negative items like late payments, collections, any derogatories, you should 100% go hire a credit repair company to get those cleaned off for you. Next, you want to be looking at the limits you have. Ideally, you have collectively $15,000 in personal credit limits before moving to the business cards. So if someone, you know, listening to this call right now only has say $9,000 in collective personal credit limits, you want to go apply for one or two, what I call high limit personal credit cards. These are credit cards that give the highest limits. So you can build up that comparable credit on your personal profile so you can get approved for higher limits on the business side. So a couple of cards I'll list on my high limit personal card list is the Chase Freedom Unlimited, the American Express Delta Gold and the Apple card. Those are always the three high limit personal credit cards I recommend for people that are trying to build up their comparable credit on their personal report. Awesome. And then with that, what are some of the things then from that point? Because are you only then able to charge like your expenses to it? Because I know you said you can then utilize the whole line of credit or like how do we then turn that into cash uh, you know, for business operations or business growth? 
So there's a few ways to liquidate a business credit card into cash. There are some websites that help you. You can also run it through a merchant processor. So say for example, you're a real estate investor and you can't swipe card on the on the purchases you need to purchase. There's websites called Melio Payments and Plastique.com. And they essentially, if you give them the purchase agreement, um, they will process that that transaction for you. So they run your card and then they send the money to the person you're trying to send the money to. So that's one route. The next route is through a merchant processor. If you're if you have people in your network that can send you an invoice for a specific amount, you can pay that invoice to them and then they can send the money back to your company. Gotcha. Okay. With uh, business and credit and everything growth, how are we getting that 0% interest on that, especially with all the crazy interest rates now and everything else going on? Yeah. So these business cards, there's specific business cards that are 0% interest for the only the introductory period. So some of them on the very low end is six months. There's a variety at nine months. Most of them are at 12 months, 0%. And there's some that go up to 18 months of 0% interest. After that introductory period, then it goes up to the normal credit card interest rate, which is between like 16 and, and 25%, depending on your credit profile. But you get that first you know, year, year and a half of 0% interest. You still do have to pay 1% towards the balance each month, but you're not paying interest. So for a lot of people in e-commerce, you'll get to be able to buy inventory up front to sell on your Amazon FBA store or just scale with your, your advertising if you have a Shopify store. People in real estate, they can use that money as a, as a down payment for a house. They can do renovations with that capital and then flip it or then refinance to, to pull the cash out and pay off the card. This works for a lot of different business types and a lot of short-term investments. No, that's great. What's something like, uh, you're like, oh man, I got to make sure I let people know this because it's super important. What's something you got to really like based on whether it's with the credit card usage or you know obtaining the lines of credits, that's super important for people to know. One thing that's super important is to build a relationship at Chase and Bank of America. They're the most relationship-based banks and they give out very, very high limits. And so to, to build relationship, not only on the personal credit cards, like I mentioned, but also to open these business checking accounts with banks like these banks. But when you go into the bank, they're going to ask you, what does your business do? The reason they're asking you that is because they're trying to put a code, it's called the NAICS code, on your bank account, which classifies the risk of your industry. And so mm. I would recommend to do some due diligence to find um, an NAICS code that is most appropriate to you, but you also want to uh, give them the lowest possible risk because there's, there's many different options of this code. And so, for example, a consulting business has the least amount of overhead. So it's the least amount of risk in the lender's eyes, which is going to get the most amount of funding. If you have a brick and mortar store, that's going to be riskier and it's going to be harder to get access to more capital. However, if part of your business is a brick and mortar, you know, selling clothes, for example, and part of your business is selling the products online, you can be listed as an e-commerce business, not a brick and mortar store. If you have a, a gym, for example, but part of your business is online consulting, you could be a consulting company. So to think about, you know, what does your business do and how can you paint the picture of a low risk narrative so you can tell the bank what your business does so they give you a better code so you're eligible for more funding. It's called the NAICS code. Awesome. So 
Part of it then sounds like, you know, is strategy, making sure your business aligns the best way with uh, the approval process to be able to get a maximum line of credit or credit approval for you. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And when you're applying then, I mean, obviously we can go out and get, you know, apply for one card or whatever. Are you able to get more than one card or like, how do you like kind of, what's this whole credit stacking strategy? Cause obviously if our zero percentage just runs out in 12 months, for example, you know, and then all of a sudden we're paying 20 something percent, we got to figure out, make sure we're getting it paid off or transferring it or doing something that way. Yeah. So every bank has different rules on how many cards you can apply for at a single time. Chase, for example, I usually recommend just to go one business card at first, unless you have a very strong relationship with them. Bank of America has a variety of different 0% cards. You could do multiple at the same time. American Express, you could do multiple at the same time as well. And then depending on the state that your business is registered in, that is going to tell you the options you have in that specific state. Like the business is registered in Florida, there's a specific network of banks that service Florida. But if your business is registered in California, that list for you is going to be different. And so then you start to look at some of the smaller, more regional banks that have different rules and that are offered in different states. And one strategy I will mention right now is you can always file a foreign filing on your business into a different state. So if you have a California entity and you see some really good banks in Florida, you can actually file foreign filing into Florida. So it's basically registering your California business now into Florida. And then that's going to give you access to the banks that service Florida. And you can do that into other states as well. And so that's how you use a business, for example, in California, to then get access to banks in other states. Gotcha. So it's important then like if you have, like you said, a California business, but the banks that you're interested in working with are out of Florida to then file a foreign LLC to before you apply in that state. Exactly. Because then once you're registered in this example in Florida, then you can have access to those banks. And so uh, back to your, your question a little bit, you know, what do you do when you run out of 0% interest? Well, the answer is you can apply for another 0% card at a different bank and balance transfer the debt from the first card over to the second card. And if you want to go back to the same banks, you just want to make sure you can bring your utilization down on the business cards a little bit before you apply for a second card at, at a bank. Gotcha. And so it's super important then too, obviously what you're saying is we got to make sure we're making our payments on our cards. We can't just like, cool, max it out and skip out and try to get more cards because obviously that's not going to help us grow our business. And now we're going to owe the bank money and they're not going to want to give us any more money. Yeah, for sure. When, when you guys get credit cards, 100%, the first thing you should do is setting up your auto pay. If you miss payments, it's not a good thing. You you can be a couple late, couple days late on a payment it will ding you internally with that bank. But if the if the payment is over 30 days late, it's going to report to your personal credit profile. It's going to knock your score down and it's not going to be fun. So you want to turn on auto pay at least for the minimum due and you do not want to get a late payment. Trust me. Now, let's just say somebody's newer, they're starting a business. Maybe they haven't built their credit up yet. Is there any way for them to then utilize this uh, formula or this process that you've created to be able to get that kind of capital to grow their business or start their business? Yes, 100%. I, I coach a lot of people in their, in their low 20s, 20, 21, 22, but I'm helping get access to six figures, over $100,000 in 0% interest capital. And so really, 
we, we want to reverse engineer what the banks are looking for. So again, looking at that personal credit profile, making sure we can build up those personal credit limits, making sure we can build up that average age. And one of the easy tricks to, to increase average age of a credit profile is to leverage the strategy that involves authorized users. So say, for example, you have a credit card that's been open for the last 20 years. If you were to add me on that credit card as an authorized user, your account would show up on my personal credit profile as an account with 20 years of age. So it's going to increase my average age, but you're never going to give me that credit card. So I'm never going to have access to the account, but it helped me because now it's reporting to my personal credit profile. So younger guys, younger guys and girls can reach out to people in their network, maybe their, their mom, dad, uncle, and ask them, hey, can you add me as an authorized user on your oldest credit card with clean payment history? And if they do that, it's going to in incredibly help that, that younger individual because their average age on their profile is going to be increased. So that's one thing you want to focus on if you're a little bit younger. Second is you know building that comparable credit that I keep talking about by those high limit personal credit cards. And then just making sure your utilization is low. You don't apply for too many credit accounts too quick. Uh, ideally, you don't want to have over two hard inquiries in the last six months. And um, you certainly don't want to have you know, you, when you apply for personal credit cards, you want to be very strategic because it's going to affect your age when you get more credit accounts approved. And if you apply for too many and get approved for too many, it looks risky to the banks. It's like if you go down on the street and you see a guy asking everyone for money, that person might look a little risky, right? So when the banks see <laughs> someone that's just applying for everything, trying to get as much money as, as they can, it looks risky. So you want to be strategic and slow with the personal cards. But when it comes to the business credit cards, you can apply for 10 in the same day. And because those business accounts don't report to your personal credit profile, other banks don't know that you just applied for three cards at Amex, three cards at the Bank of America, two cards at Chase, because those accounts don't report, which is uh, the major sauce of business credit. Gotcha. Okay. No, that's, that's awesome. What uh, We got a couple, a uh, few minutes left. What's uh, some the top three tips that you, maybe you're like, oh man, I haven't really ever shared this anywhere, but I definitely want to share it on making banks so people can start making some bank today. Making bank. I love it. So first thing everyone should do literally today is do your, your banking for your business at Chase. So if your, if your business does not have a business checking account at Chase, 100% go do that as soon as possible because the relationship you build with Chase is going to give you much, much higher value than any other bank because their cards can range between $50,000 to $100,000. I help yeah. so many people get access to these 50K credit cards at Chase, but you, you want to have a good, a good relationship with that bank. Another tip I will say is if you're a business owner or, or someone who just loves travel, you want to also be getting cards that give you the best rewards. For example, the Amex Gold or the Amex Business Gold gives you 4X points per dollar spent on advertising, on gas, and on dining. And so you want to be using these cards that give you the most points so you're able to use these free points for travel for your business or uh, just recreational travel. And so another thing I'd highly recommend, if you're not already checking your personal credit, my favorite place to check is called myscoreiq.com. You're able to look at your FICO score. It updates every single month. But you want to be studying your credit report because and looking at it right, right before you apply for a card 
because once you hit submit on a credit application, you know they're going to look right at your credit report. And so you want to look at it before the banks do and making sure it looks really good. Awesome. And then uh, you maybe you mentioned it earlier. What was the like kind of that minimum score that you needed to have for banks to really start to give you the thumbs up for good credit? Really the 700, 700 club is where you need to be. 720, okay. I'd say really the the minimum to see optimal results. 750 and above, you're, you're golden. Cool. Awesome. And where can people find out more information about you, what you got going on, your programs, things like that? Yeah, there's two places. The first is the website, creditstacking.com. We have an incredible mentorship program where we're helping 50, over 1,500 business owners get access to over 100 grand in 0% interest capital. If, uh, if that sounds interesting and helpful to your business, highly recommend check it out, creditstacking.com. Book a call with my team. The second the place you can find me is my Instagram. It's King of Debt, like credit card debt, King of Debt. On Instagram, I post some good content on there as well. Uh, so check that out. But thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. And thanks for everyone listening. Awesome. Hey, guys, I hope you guys are really paying attention and listen to what uh, Jack was talking about today. Uh, make sure you start taking those notes. Rewind, listen, watch this again. He dropped some lots of different great insights on what you guys can do. If you're like, man, I've been struggling. I really needed to get make sure I got that extra cash for my business to grow, or I'm, I'm really wanting to start to expand it. Uh, Jack dropped some great ideas for you to uh, look at and see if that fits what your business, you know, direction of your business and everything um, to grow it. And, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to him. He's um, online on Instagram or through his program or anything like that. So again, uh, Jack, thanks for coming on Making Bank. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Josh. I am Josh Felber. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube. When you ask people what edge compute is, you get a range of answers. Cloud compute and DevOps with devices and sensors, with semiconductors outside the data center, including connectivity, AI, and a security strategy. It's a stew of technologies that's powering our vehicles, our buildings, our factories, and more. It's also filled with fascinating people that are passionate about their tech, their story, and their world. I'm your host, Pete Bernard, and the Edge Celsius show makes sense of what edge compute is, who's doing it, and how it can transform your business and you. Are you the proprietor of a business selling shaving kits, meal packs, audiobooks, or anything else of the sort? Have you failed to tap the market of people who love hearing their favorite comedians talk about their boring lives? What's wrong with you? 57% of U.S. consumers listen to podcasts every month. That's a lot of ears that could be hearing about your brand. Go to podbean.com brands to learn how it do. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands, and you could be the one talking instead of me.